1: fans, Welcome back to Amazing Avenue in Conversation. My name is Brian Salvatore, and joining me and my co-host Chris McShane on the show today is new Mets relief pitcher Trevor May. Trevor signed a two-year, $15 million contract with the Mets earlier this offseason, and we could not be more excited that he is on the show today. He is more than just a ball player, he is a twitch player. Sensation when he games on there. He is on TikTok. He is on Instagram. He is on Twitter. And he is a co-owner of a team in the Fan-Controlled Football League. I am not smart enough to explain that, so I'll have Trevor do that in just a minute. So uh, we had a great time talking with Trevor. He's certainly one of the more uh, engaging players we've had a chance to talk with over the course of our time doing the show. and So we hope you enjoy the conversation as much as we enjoyed having it. So here it is. Joining us on the show today is one of the newer Mets. I can't say newest Mets anymore because there have been a flurry of signings and trades since he inked his deal with the Mets. But we have relief pitcher Trevor May on the line. Trevor is talking to us today because he is part of a new esports league. I'm so bad at describing this stuff, I'm going to let Trevor get to it in a second. But it's called Fan Control Football. And uh, Trevor, thank you for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: So what is Fan Control Football for folks who don't know?
0: All right. Fan controlled football is for lack of a better term, sounds ex- exactly what it sounds like. So it's seven on seven football, full contact. Um, it's, it's done kind of arena, arena league style on a 50 yard field in a studio in Atlanta. Um, there, uh, there's four teams with, with some celebrity owners, uh, Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch, Quavo, Hermigos, uh, myself, Bob Mennery, uh, you know, Miro from from the WWE. A lot of a lot of big, big hard hitters here. Uh, and basically, how it's going to work is uh, they're going to all be in in the same uh, bubble. They're going to play against each other in four different four games. All four teams are going to play four games each, uh, including the playoffs. And the the kicker is that uh, fans get to control just about everything having to do with their team from the logo, which we've already voted on with the zapper or with the, with our logo, which isn't the one I voted for, but I'm glad we have it now Uh, from the team name, the zappers, which isn't the one I voted for, but I'm glad we have it now Uh, down to the colors, which is something I didn't vote for. And I'm glad we have it now. Uh, And um, everything all the way down to the plays called during the game. So you can watch live on Twitch uh, I will be streaming it live on my channel. I am Trevor May, as well as uh, the Bank Control Football official um, uh, channel. Uh, and you use a widget in the app, and you can, in real time, vote on uh, – it's going to be asking questions all the time, like, what should we run now, what should we run now, uh, uh, all the way down to, you know, the the roster and the uh, starters going into the, in the game. There's going to be an element of that. So there's going to be a ton of stuff the fans can can – "Quote unquote control." Uh, so the, those, all those fantasy football players out there that wish they had more control over getting their players' targets, now you can. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, over time. If you if you if you make good decisions and it turns into your team playing well, you get "quote unquote" clout, uh, uh, and your 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 vote starts to be weighed a little bit more than others. So if you ever wanted to be a coach of a professional football team, now's your chance.
2: Nice. Yeah, that's uh, uh, and what what does the schedule look like? I'm just thinking, like as things get into spring training, uh, you know, how, how does that look on your end and and for the league itself?
0: So uh, it's just gonna be played in, in in a month. Um, you know, it's very much proof concepts. They're gonna, I believe, uh, opening night is about a month away. They've just joined. They've just started up training camp. I believe yesterday was day one. So. Uh, and and they're, they're all, they're all the players are down. there now getting in shape. Uh, there will be basically you play everyone in the league once, uh, and then everyone makes the playoffs and there's a little playoff system uh, of two, of two weeks. So the total should be about six weeks long. Um, no bye weeks. And, uh, it'll basically just go through spring training. It lines up almost exactly perfectly. So, uh, the season, the, the season ends just before opening day. Um, and so the, the games are in the evening, uh, so I, during spring training, a lot of people don't know this uh, about me because I'm on a new team, but I do stream fairly regularly regularly during spring training just because, you know, everything's in the morning and in the early afternoon. Uh, you don't really travel with the team if you're not pitching, so you get a lot of downtime in spring training. Um, and so I'll be able to uh, to line up with those games and uh, make sure that I'm live streaming them, and you'll be able to come watch live with me. You'll to watch the owner react to his team playing, which should be interesting. Uh, and, uh, I know Bob's doing the same, uh, everyone's doing the same thing. So, uh, so yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, we, we, this was the first thing that came up, you know, with, with how everything's going to work and what the timing wise. So, uh, fortunately, uh, fortunately it shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't overlap too much.
2: Nice. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that, that spring training routine is definitely different for, for everybody involved. Um, and you know, on the baseball side of things, uh, you, you were one of the first new Mets, under you know steve cohen's ownership of the team and and sandy alderson coming back in uh you know to help run things on the baseball side uh and obviously a lot of additions have been made since then but there's been a little bit of a theme this winter that uh the al central seems to be having a little bit of a get-together on the mets roster um so just curious you know how does it feel to have spent your major league career thus far um playing against these guys as rivals, whether it's Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco, James McCann, um, or even a teammate of yours, Trevor Hildenberger, who, uh, you know, has spent some time in the majors with the Twins and, and signed a, a minor league deal with the Mets. Um, what What's that been like to watch that unfold?
0: Uh, it's exciting. Um, you know, it, it does feel like uh, we're, we're putting together the a bunch of players from the central and and especially all, us four we were all battling for we were all within a game of each other of winning the division last year so it was, it was very very heated rivalry um but yeah i've fa- I faced lindora like 20 times in my career which is pretty which is a lot for a reliever so uh yeah it's gonna be nice to not face him for a while uh that'll be nice so uh at least for a year that, that'll be great um it, it, they're, they're just like i i the biggest thing for me the most exciting part is is uh frankie and cookie have been uh, rivals of us but you know they won the division a few times and then we took over the division but it's oh, it's been a battle for the last four years uh to see who's going to win it um and and those guys are just you know they 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 they've, they've uh, uh they identify their job and they take care of business and uh you know it's, it's we've had big games where you know cookies on the mound and and uh, we we need to get we need to get Frankie out uh, for a big out and he's he just he just he knows how to get the job done he knows how to get guys in he knows how to hit he knows how to defend he knows how to keep the energy levels up he just knows how to win um, and so joining forces where we all don't have to use that energy against each other and we get to use it against the rest of the NL East and the rest of rest of the league is going to be a lot of fun so it's uh, uh, just proven winners and, and McCann has been part of the kind of the the resurgence, the resurgence of the White Sox last year, he was, he was there on the, you know, on the boots on the ground, part of that, part of them having such a successful season as well. Uh, And, and, you know, so we're, we're all kind of in a high note with, with being on very talented teams that are expected to win. And now we're going to a situation where we very much expect to win and everyone's already in that mindset. So it's, it's, it's a really, really good, perfect storm uh, of things uh, of guys. And it's just going to be all about staying healthy and and making sure that we're taking care of, you know, our little piece of the puzzle when we get the opportunities to, uh, out on the field.
1: So, you know, we know that like a lot of pitchers, you started off as a starter and made a transition over to the bullpen. And that transition has been an extremely successful one for you. And it's one that also – uh, you know, a big part of it has happened after your Tommy John surgery, where we saw an uptick in velocity after Tommy John. So I guess it's kind of a two-part question. First of all, how was that transition going from starter to reliever for you? And what do you attribute to your uh, increased velocity post-Tommy John?
0: Yeah, so um, a lot of people actually don't know this about the career, and I can give you a little bit of a insight. Um, so in 2014, I was a starter. Uh, got called up my rookie year. I was horrendous. And then the next year, I got... Uh, an opportunity to start regularly because Ricky Nelasco got hurt uh for an extended period of time and so I was able to come up like the second day of the season and I started coming to come into my own a little bit. Um uh, Urban Santana was serving a suspension, he was gonna come off. I was the fifth starter, I was the young guy, uh and we had Mike pelfrey uh uh past Mets great Mike Pelfrey. Um and he uh he was throwing really well and he he's a dude who just can't get ready in less than an hour. He needs to be a starter. So I got moved to the bullpen then uh, in 2015 for half the season. Um, and I, I had enough uptick in velocity then. I was 95, 96, um, you know, plus three on my fastball as I was, was as a starter. I come into 2016 as a starter in spring training. They liked me in the pen, um, and they just moved me to the pen to start the year. And then I had a recurring back injury. Uh, so then – so I got through that year, went in 2017 – as a starter again in spring training, got Tommy John. So then I'm coming back from Tommy John 18. I'm still a starter again. Uh, I was in triple a, not my velocity wasn't quite back yet, coming back in in 18. Um, And we had four guys in the 40 men who were all a lot younger than me who were starters. So I was like, I I remember I called bad Levine and said, Hey, just make me a reliever, man. (laughs) And so that's how (laughs) the decision happened. I just said, I've been doing this for four years the universe is telling me, Hey, you don't get a start. Just go, re- just go relieve. And I wanted to get my velocity back. So uh, as my triple A pitching coach called it, I wanted to go out and kick up dust is what he said. So uh, I went out and did that in the rest is history. Um, and then the velocities come from uh, a lot of uh, getting the body working really efficiently. And uh, to be honest, Hef, uh, Hef had a lot to do with that Hefner did um, just, just kind of communicating that with me and helping me. So, uh, we got Wes Johnson came on as a pitching coach. He's got a, he's an ex, has expertise in like biomechanics and understanding how pitchers bodies work and getting, making yourself efficient and repeatable, but also just generating as much power as you can or movement as you can, depending on what your thing is, a was power. And so, uh, we got my hips going, we got my body connecting a little bit better and the velocity just immediately jumped. Um, we saw some really big inefficiencies in my delivery that I could fix really easily. And once I did that, it was, it was, it was insane. It was crazy. I got really lucky on how fast it happened. So, um, we knew it was in there. I'd done it before in 15 and, and a little bit in 16, throw hard. Um, but it wasn't as consistent as it has been recently. So that's kind of how it all happened. That's my whole, that's my story right there.
2: Nice. Uh, that, that, that's all very good. Um, also curious, you know, you mentioned, uh, some of the time in AAA, but to take it back even a, one, one notch further, um, I grew up in Connecticut. I grew up on new Britain, Red Sox, and then Rockcats baseball. Um, you know, the Mets may not be quite as big in, in Connecticut as they are in, uh, as, sorry, as the Yankees and Red Sox are, but any, uh, any particular fond memories or stories from that season that you spent playing in new Britain? I know it was, uh, you'd been in the Eastern league before you were traded to the twins organization. So, you, you know, you were in that league previously, but just curious,
0: yeah. Uh, there's some stuff that stands out definitely from that place. Um, and I'm going to be honest, not all of it's spawned. Uh, it was, uh, it was a tough season. Uh, I believe our batting cage got burned down in the off season before that season. So we didn't have a batting cage. Um, uh, you know, that field did not handle rain well, uh, but we played all those games. Um, and uh, I remember the one time I, I parked there and uh, went into work and played the game, came out, my car had been keyed all up and down and all over the place. So uh, those are the major things that stand out. But no, I, it, it, the Eastern league is is very interesting in the travel and, and um, you know, and, and to be honest, New Britain's fans are about as diehard of fans I've ever seen. Um, they love the rockets They loved us. So uh you know, a, a lot of great people always, always there. We saw the, we saw the, the, you know, lots of people have super fans, lots of minor league teams. We had a group of about 20 of them that went, that were basically season ticket holders. Uh, and it was great seeing them all the time and, and, you know, and they were always loud and they were always cheering us on. Um, and it was definitely, definitely, definitely a test. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a test stop, uh, on how badly you want to get to the major leagues. It really, really is. And, uh, uh, but, you know, I would not trade it for the world. Not even a little bit. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chabacasino.com. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that
1: case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh,
1: I want to talk about the major leagues a little bit, specifically last season. You know, last season was such a weird and tough season for so many reasons, not just. The you know coronavirus pandemic, but also all of the um, all the just sort of political and social upheaval that was happening. And you were one of the players when you were with the Twins to take a knee during the national anthem, which is something that I, I know I can speak for me and Chris that we really appreciate you taking a stand like that. And I want to talk about sort of where your career as a player and your role as as a citizen or as just a person kind of intersects. Where do you see the line between? You know, Trevor May, the athlete, and Trevor May, the person, in terms of your ability to express yourself in situations like that.
0: Well, uh, you know, I, I I know I'm not there, and this is always going to be a work in progress. But I really don't want there to be much of a, a divide at all. Um, you know, I, I have some some pretty strong beliefs and, and stuff, and there's there's some things I have really really strong opinions on that I know if I get into it, uh, I will, I will. There's just a time and a place for it, and I don't have that opportunity much to get there. Um, and I know that that's a part of me and that I'm passionate when I, when I get into stuff, I get into it. Um, and so I try to avoid getting too, too hardcore, uh, at least so, like on publicly and social media and things. Um, but when it comes to this stuff, it's, it's a lot of, it's just a, just a no brainer, man. Um, I, I've had a lot of teammates of color, uh, you know, the, the big game of baseball is just so diverse and, um, there's just so many guys, uh, that I have played with and I'm around and, and. That just have so such their their, their, their uh, perception of the world is so much different, uh, based on the way that they've been treated in different situations. And there's just things I'm never going to be able to fully understand in any any way, shape, or form. I am am like I'm a six foot five white guy, you know, like that's like it's it's just like athlete. Like there's just not there's just things that I'm never going to deal with. That um, there's so many guys that are that I call friends that will have to deal with on a regular basis. And so, yeah, we did, we did, uh, uh, you know, um, Byron Buxton's one of my, one of my favorite teammates and my favorite baseball player ever watching that guy play is, is incredible. Um, and, and you know, I was, I, 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 respect the hell out of him and, and, um, I wanted to be able to look him in the eye and tell him, you know what, you need me, you need me, I'm here and you need something. And I want to be able to look you in the eye and say that I'm doing everything I can to, to bring, you know, uh, to bring attention to the things that matter to you uh, just as much as me, um, and that's that's just important. Being an ally for me is just really important, uh, and and you know, and just making sure he knew because that's that was the biggest thing for me. Just making sure that he knew because he's the one that I know and, and that I care about, uh, um, you know, uh, on a friendship level. And and uh, a lot of the stuff is, is similar. We we've had teammates that you know we we had a boy, we boycotted a game with with Detroit. Um, they also voted to do it too, so we were all in that together. But you know, I had a teammate who who basically said it was his opportunity to play, and he was a young guy. He's not an outspoken guy, and it wasn't he didn't feel like it was his place. But he was so conflicted because he was so worried about starting that night and then having to tell his future kids that he played on that night. Um, and so we decided to pick him up because it's not that's not a decision he should have to make uh, taking himself out of lineup when he's a major league baseball player hoping to stick in the major leagues. Um, so, um, we decided to not have to make that decision for, him. uh, and, and that's, and, and, or, or help or stand by his decision and make it. So it's not something he had to choose. Um, and, 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 and take some reflection on why we're doing it. It's not just a, you know, a thing to post on Twitter. Or it's not just a, a thing to, to get through that night, go home and, you know, watch TV. It's something you got to take your time. I tried to make sure everybody was there was, was, you know, taking the time to think through why we're doing this and why it's important, and why, you know, why why the, the upheaval is what it is now, and why people are are upset. Um, and I don't think that's done enough. I just don't think people I just don't think people uh, have enough self-awareness sometimes to know, like, to ask the question, like, why why is this group of people so angry right now, like, why? And, and answer that question honestly with yourself, and then and then try to figure out the what, what how you can help uh, to to alleviate the situation. I'm just one of those people. If someone's mad at me. Right. I want to, I, I want to fix it. <laughs> so, uh, and I think that we have, a, we have an obligation as, as human beings to each other. So uh, we, I, t- we're brothers. We're, we're a family in that clubhouse. Uh, uh, you know, these things might seem like they, we are, you know, we're not out there experiencing it in real time, but uh, uh, it, you know, it's everywhere. And we have an, ob- we have an obligation as friends and as, as, as brothers uh, that are playing the same game and trying to achieve the same goals you know, for months and months and months and months to support each other. And that's, that's what I hope to do every day.
2: Yeah, that, that's great. Um, And, you know, the Mets have a a player in Dom Smith who was very much willing to go out there and and speak publicly and emotionally about, you know, his, his life experiences. Um, And it seemed like, you know, as far as we can tell as, as Mets fans, it seemed like there was a similar vibe, you know, going on in, in that clubhouse that was very supportive um, you know, and, and had that kind of, it just, it felt like it was done for the right reasons, just like you're talking about with the twins. Um, you know, it, this is another sort of uh, thing that like, as a fan, you, you wonder how relationships develop and all that, but you know, this is your first time changing organizations in, in a long time. And your first time as a major leaguer, um, you know, have you, how do those relationships start with your new teammates? You know, are, are you uh, are you in touch with them over the off season a, a little bit, and then it really gets into full swing when you're at spring training, or does some of that start even sooner than
0: than I might think it does? Uh, I think you hit it on the, um, on the head. I've I've reached out to a couple people, and be, I've been reached out to a couple times, just like introductions. But spring training is where where the magic happens. Honestly, being in the same room is is where you know a lot of these relationships are 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 you know. Cultivated and, and created, so that's kind of it's kind of the way I operate too. I, I I I'm a little bit of a hermit in the off season, um, and then come the season I I, I switch gears. So I, I'm I'm looking forward, and, and that, that, that video um was was uh had a huge effect on me too, and was a big 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 reason for uh big big reason for for a lot of the stuff. Um, that I tried to 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 do publicly as well, and 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 a lot of the conversations I had with with the people around me, um, it was it was a it was a catalyst. I hope it I hope it spurred a lot of conversations in a lot of places. But uh, you know, it, it's it always comes down to some people ha- are there's just people out there that have absolutely completely different uh, experiences than you. Um, even if it's in the same situation. Even if they're in the same room, their perception might be completely different than you based on their life experience. And once you understand that, I think that you we can go a long way um in understanding what's going on. But yeah, it, it took a lot of courage um and 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 vulnerability for, for Dom to 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 approach it like that. I respect the hell out of that. So uh, even though he he single-handedly made me scrap my curveball that I've been throwing for 15 years uh, <laughs> with a homer, um, I will forgive that, and uh, I think that I think that Dom and I are are going to be uh, are going to be butts.
2: Nice. When when was that? Uh, I'm, I'm trying. To, I have a cousin oh, who's it's... a huge Twins fan, so anytime the Twins and Mets have played, I, I've been like super locked in. But I'm just trying to remember.
0: It was in 2019, uh, and. Uh, Mets came into town, and we had just – we had – we were – I don't know. We were winning a uh, 3-1, to 3-2 to two in the seventh, and I just got – I got demol- – he got me for a three-run homer on an 0-2 curveball, and then uh, they took a two-run lead, and then um, a buddy – or Matt McGill came in, and had we just – it was one of those games where we just fell apart just as a team. You know, I think we got beat like 10-2 or, or, or something. <laughs> it just <laughs> ran court. Um, but, yeah, that was a streak of like – I gave up a few homers, like three homers in one week. And it, it was just, they were kind of sporadic, but it was one of those things where you're like, start asking your questions, like, what is going on? And it turned out the curveball was going on. So I remember I remember going in the day, day after that with Hefner and being like, hey, I think I'm just going to get rid of this thing. It's it's, it's pissing me off. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, all right, let's tell Wes. Wes, what do you think? And West like, your slider's better. Just throw that. And I'm like, all right, and that, that's, here we are.
1: <laughs> So, um, you know, we've, we've talked to a fair amount of ball players in our day, and it seems like there's two things that sort of unite a lot of ball players, specifically younger ball players. The first one is Chipotle, and the second one is video games. Now, I, I don't know your position on Chipotle, but I know that you are a pretty avid gamer. What is your history with games? Like, what is, what is the first game that made you really turn your head and be like, crap, man, I love video games?
0: Yeah, uh, so I have a brother that's six years older than me. So when we uh, when Super Nintendo came out, we we I was six, maybe six years old, and he was twelve. So we split at Super Nintendo. We each got our own game, and then we got an N64 when he was like, you know, sixteen, and I was ten. And uh, you know, again, we each got our own. He got Killer Instinct, I got Donkey Kong Country because I was ten. Um, and then so that's how my con- that's how my console started. He was my brother just liked video games too. Uh, We got an Xbox two later together. Uh, And, and then, but the biggest thing was I have a best friend named Kevin who, who lives, he's two, two months younger than me. We were same age in school and he lives three, three doors down. And his dad, the mechanic builds racing Mac trucks. Just, he's one of those, he's like an engineering mind. He's just like, Oh, here's a problem. Let's solve it with, by building our own custom way to do it. Right. Uh, He built PCs for fun. And so they had five desktop computers in their house. It was like a land center. Um, and really fast internet. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's so all the all the uh, neighbor kids would go down and play games there. So we got way into like all the Warcraft games, uh, um, like in the late '90s, 2000s into high school. World of Warcraft took over though. That was that was the game that got me like, this is like I could do this for a job. Like that's that's how into that game I was. But I played sports games backyard baseball on my own PC for a long time. Uh, but it was it was all just spending time with with my three or four guys who lived in the neighborhood coming down and playing games at Kevin's house and, the summers. And, uh, um, and then when I got drafted, I still live with my parents. I'd go down there every day and play with him because he had, he, uh, he was in the army, but he hadn't deployed yet. So we were, so we hung out for months and months and months and months and played all night. Um, and that developed my, my love, but I had to put it down for a little bit in the minors uh, because I was spending a little bit too much time doing it. So i played games in the off season, took, took a few years off. And then I discovered Twitch when I got hurt in 2016 and, I saw the business side of it, which is the most exciting thing ever that's ever happened to me. Uh, wow. I can play video games and say, it's a job. Awesome. Let's go. And so here we are. <laughs> I'm still doing that. Uh, um, and uh, it's, it's allowed my wife to let me play more. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how the video games started. World of Warcraft was my, was my like 12 hours a day love for a while. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it. It was, it was for a while there. It was, it was, uh, it was the only thing I thought about when I woke up in the morning. Uh, and, you know, That's not healthy long-term, but in little, you know, weak spurts, when you have that excitement about a game, there's nothing like it. It's just, it's really, really fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, during the pandemic, I've certainly used my PS4 more than I think I did in like the three or four years combined beforehand. And it's just been, it's been an outlet of like, I don't know, something to do that, that you can escape from, you know, the routine and the reality that we've been living for the last, uh, almost a year now. Um, and one other thing that we, we always talk about on our episodes of, of this podcast, uh, one, one of the many Mets podcasts, as you correctly noted on switch shortly after you signed with the team. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, m- music is something that Brian and I bring up, uh, you know, toward the end of every episode. And one thing that happened uh, that our listeners may or may not have seen is uh, you know, you had mentioned that Coheed and Cambria, uh, a song of theirs, is your entrance music, and then shortly after that, their drummer tweets out that he has an NY tattoo, like just below his neck. Um, yep. So that 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 was just a cool thing. Uh, is is that like an all time favorite band of yours, or is that song just the good fit for you know for when you come into a game?
0: Yeah, I've I've, I've liked Coheed for a long time. I, I you know Flavor Flavor uh, has Atlantic uh, that. Uh, I believe that's the album um, is, is one of my more favorite kind of like, uh, I don't think they're pop punk, but they are, they were a little bit in, in that vein. Um, and uh, at least that album was, so I was really big into pop punk, <laughs> like in uh, the early 2000s and 90s, uh, you know, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus is one of my favorites. I know a lot of their songs, they're my go-to for karaoke. So uh, yeah, uh, but that song is just epic. Uh, the The beginning, the intro um you know the, with the guitar and it's just i i think i have an affinity for picking people's walkout songs taylor rogers let me pick his uh he walks out to the chain by Fleetwood mac uh and so i i i was like i was like the biggest advocate because for a long time in minnesota no one but the closer got one and so i i, I over time i wore them down and we all started to get them so uh I feel like going to a major league baseball game, that walkout song is, was always the thing that like, I loved, loved the reaction from the fans for that. And then I also DJ for a long time too. So I, I love reaction from people from something you're doing. I'm an entertainer by, by, by trade technically. So, uh, that's one of the best parts about playing professional baseball. So I'm like, I gotta have the music to, to line it up. So yeah. Welcome home by Coheed is, is, is a song I've wanted for a long, long time. And I think that's just going to be it till the end. Um, but uh, I, I know the Met, the other guys out there in the pen with the Mets all have their own their their stuff too. So decided to just just to slot right in there. It's gonna be awesome. I, yeah. I'm
2: sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no. i was just sorry. I I know our, our crew at Amazing Avenue is uh, has been very tuned in and aware of uh, entrance songs when the relievers joined the team. So Brian, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna say. Uh, I know that you've also dabbled in some electronic music yourself, right? As a as a music creator, is is that true?
0: Yep, uh, producing music was really fun too. I that was pre Twitch, uh, then Twitch took over, so I, I lost all my time to do that. But there there's times where I want to go back. I listen to music completely differently now that I've made it. Um, I think that you know, post baseball, when I'm when I'm dad, when I'm dad Trevor May and 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 you know, going to little league and stuff, and have a lot more time on my hands. I think that picking up instruments is going to be something that I'll enjoy doing. Um, I, I played trombone when I was younger, a little bit of piano, not a ton, but just a little bit. Um, and I think that, that, that producing music will be another fun hobby of my, that I'll like to do. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, DJing live and stuff was so fun. I loved it.
1: I, I hate to pull the I'm already a dad card here, but if you think you're going to have more time as a dad, man, you, gotta re- you got another thing to come. <laughs> I'm, no, no offense I'm to a professional about- athlete here, but I, I got two kids upstairs right now that I can hear them jumping and destroying my house as I'm talking to you. So. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm talking 50 year old Trevor, not, not 40 year old Trevor. You know what I mean? Uh, I just know how I am. Like it's being idle. Is it something that I'll ever be able to do? So, so like, I'll be, Oh no, I have an hour that I have to kill today. And then I'll just like learn to play. That's just how I am. I'm just, I don't know why. I, I it's weird. Sometimes I'm like burn myself out because I feel like I should be doing something at every moment of every day. Uh, but you know, like I said, once you become a dad, you completely change. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe I'll just become the most like, don't care, just want to hang out, with my kid. I don't know. I don't know what I'll
1: be. We'll I mean, me and Chris are both talking to you from rooms full of guitars, so uh, we uh, we definitely uh, fill that time with music as well. So, uh, yeah. as a as a future cool. musician, I say, welcome to the party. Thanks. <laughs> well, let's just wrap up here real quickly with uh, another another just plug for um, for fan controlled football. What would you say is the play that you are hoping like you know as you watch football, there are certain plays that get called all the time, certain plays you don't see. What do you hope that the fans who were voting on your team what do you hope they're gonna pull out of their other hat now and then?
0: I need because it's because it's seven man football too there's going to be a really great opportunity to really show off athleticism. lots of man to man right lots of like just seeing guys run um and i i want to see a lot of like creative like reverses i want to see fake plays i want to see fake handoffs i want to see double handoffs i want to see throwing to a wide receiver flea flicker plays i want to see those um and i know that you know, not necessarily just Hail Marys, because people are going to be like, all right, just drop back and throw it as far as you can, right? That's not fun. We we need you to pitch it to to a guy, have him throw it over to wide receiver, and then throw it deep. I think that's more fun. So, we should – there's going to be a lot of space to move, uh, a lot of guys uh, challenging people one-on-one. So, I want to see how many opportunities we can get uh, uh, to, to get some misdirection out there, because I think that just getting them off the balance a little bit will – we'll uh, create some really exciting stuff to watch. You know, we're looking for, you know, games to be 150 to 140. you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> well, aside from that, where else can folks find you on the internet? If they want to get in touch with you, I know that you, you know, you have an active Twitch stream, you're on Twitter. So hit us with all that stuff.
0: All right. Uh, I am, I am Trevor May on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. I actually have two YouTube channels. One is uh, very baseball, like educational related, it's called Trevor May Baseball. Very easy. Just search that. Um, and there's some good stuff there. Uh, and, uh, on Instagram is the only thing that is different. Trev may 65. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to, how to change that without losing my verification status. because so that's really important to me. Uh, and then I am, I am Trevor may on TikTok. I do not dance. I just do funny stuff. So, uh, there's a good one up now. You should go check it out. Uh, but yeah, I'm Trevor may everywhere.
1: I, I speak on behalf of, of Chris and our entire amazing Avenue crew, as well as Mets fans around the world. We cannot wait to watch you pitch in orange and blue this year. And, uh, you know, there, there's a phrase that we say around here, LF, L, LFGM. I always say that wrong. L F G M. So, uh, L F G M my friend. And, uh, we look forward to seeing you pitch this year.
0: Absolutely. Let's flip and go Mets, right guys. <laughs> That's what it is. They have this for flipping. Uh, exactly. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Thank you guys. Appreciate you. Um, and I'm, At this point, it's like, let's just go pitch, you know? Well, folks,
1: thanks for listening to Amazing Avenue and Conversation. We truly appreciate it. Again, Trevor ran down all of his social media stuff, but if you Google I am Trevor May, you'll find plenty about Trevor. Uh, We can't wait to watch him pitch this season for the Mets, and hopefully we get a chance to uh, watch him on Twitch and just engage with him because he's a really interesting, fun guy. So, Seek out, Trevor, however you like. You can seek out more of our podcasts under the Amazing Avenue audio umbrella, either on uh, Spotify or Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. Pretty much wherever you get podcasts, you can find us. You can find Amazing Avenue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Amazing Avenue, and, of course, at AmazingAvenue.com. We really hope that you're enjoying what we're doing this offseason. We can't wait for baseball to start, and hopefully we'll be there sooner than later. So, Until next time, let's go Mets. And let's go Zappers.